You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Run It Back. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Run It Back on the Kansas City Sports Network. I am your host, Jasmine Halliburton, and joining with me is none other than Colby Van Camp, the newly graduate of Kansas State. Colby Van Camp, you better recognize and put some respect on this man's name. Colby, thank you so much for being able to join me so late tonight. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Thanks for having me. And uh, I have one more semester before I'm that newly minted graduate, but uh, I'm close. I'm really close. Uh, so thank you. Bit. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. good enough. I think he's graduating at the same time now. So let's go. Yeah, there we go. Be overly excited because I'm the one who's ready to get damn done with this damn degree, but it's okay. I digress. I digress. <laughs> All right. But Colby, I know we're trying to make this make this quick and everything because obviously, y'all know why we here. Y'all y'all know why we here. This is this is the talk of the town, and I think they will continue to be the talk of the town in in Manhattan, Kansas. It's true. It's there. They are cementing themselves as the best team. In Manhattan, Kansas, right now, and that's K State women's basketball. And honestly, Colby, it's not close. Like, it, like, it, like, it's not, it's not close on a national stage more than once with one of the best players in the country. K State women's basketball is is it, and every in the Bramlage needs to be keep filing in, filing in with all the students. And I understand, I understand it's you no know, winter break or whatever, but this is the best team and honestly i'm gonna say kansas i'm gonna say the entire state of kansas am i gonna piss some people off with that probably do i give a damn hell no because i'm standing on that 10 toes down you feel me because Kobe, <laughs> i really don't see like people people can argue with me if they want to but i don't think they'll have a legitimate one no i don't think that have much of a legitimate argument as well i mean kansas state they're number 12 you have an all-american and aoka lee uh, who was a previous All-American on a collision course for another All-American season. Um, and you can forget about folks like Gabby Gregory and Serena Sundell, but uh, Aoka Lee is really starting to take over the show and just dominate people um, and dominate teams. Case in point, this last week, uh, what was it? She had 24 points and 21 rebounds or something absurd. Um, set the, set the, the program double-double record. Um, and she's on pace to set a whole collection of other records as well. Um, and it's just absolutely absurd, the work that they're doing in Manhattan. After coming off of really a disappointing season last year, um, to be 11-1, ranked number 12, and frankly, there's an argument that a couple things go their way, and you're looking at 12-0, and 0 and you've beaten Iowa twice, uh, which is uh, absolutely crazy to just say in a sentence considering the level of basketball that Iowa is playing right now, especially with their star player, Caitlin Clark. But um, just the way that Kansas State has dominated teams over the last couple of weeks, I mean, just just some scores for you starting uh, with December 1st, just this month, the month of December, you knock off Jackson State 79-37, to then you destroy McNeese 101-39, to um, you demolish Missouri 84-56 to in the uh, Bill Spatter Classic, um, then you get North Florida, 79-53, and then you dismantle Oral Roberts, 102-59. to I mean, it's really not even close. And I get that some of these are mid-majors teams, but I'm really excited to see how Kansas State does 
in conference play because the Big 12 is a is a deep league, not only in men's basketball, but in women's basketball. But Kansas State has the opportunity to do something really special here. And uh, is a Big 12 championship berth potentially in their future? I don't know. But if they keep doing what they're doing to these non-conference opponents, then it's definitely in their future. And I definitely think they're a tournament team. I don't think that you can count them out of the NCAA tournament at all at this point. Exactly. And I know earlier on in the season, when you see these teams like Iowa or South Carolina or UConn play these mid-major teams, like you, you are like you obviously know that these those like those teams that I just listed, they are they are cream de la creme. <laughs> like they they are the top of the list of the teams that knowing when you put a mid-major team in front of them, they will dismantle them piece by piece and leave nothing but crumbs left on the plate. You see, like you see that in the score total. You see that, like, all right, yeah, them scoring, you know, well over ninety points and in the triple digits. That's what they're supposed to do. And I always felt like, you know what? If K State needs to submit themselves early, even though they've already had a pretty tough non-conference schedule, of course, when you add Iowa twice, then North Carolina, and then Wisconsin, and all these other really good teams that they've been playing, I'm going to add Jackson State in there as well, even though we did end up dismantling them. But that was a team that took down some giants last year and made it all the way to the NCAA tournament which K-State unfortunately did miss. So that was another team that they had to take apart. But how they were able to play these mid-major teams, when you can hang up triple digits on these other teams that you are supposed to dismantle, that's how you know that this is a program that's supposed to be where they're supposed to be. It's like, sure, you can, you know, you can beat this mid this mid-major team, say, you know, 72, I don't know, 50. It's like 70 to 50. It's still a good win. Yeah, that's cool, but that's not the most dominant thing to let you know that, yeah, this is like this is not a team that can, you know, run up the score, or this is not a team that can necessarily average 85 points when you get to conference play. Now that has consistently grown throughout this non-conference where we knew that offense was gonna struggle. I know I'm beating it like a dead horse, but you know, like you knew earlier on in the season offense was probably gonna struggle a little bit, and that's pretty much what had happened. I know Gravy Gregory, she's been battling some injuries, so her scoring prowess hasn't been exactly where it was last season compared to right now but now that you see her getting back into it obviously you see Yoki doing what Yoki does that's given all right and then of course you see the Glenn twins being the three and D that they are playing defense shooting pull up threes all right and then of course you still see Serena Sundell being the distributor distributor that she is and then you know be like kind of paving the way for Terrence sides right this is a team that you see that can literally literally we've seen it twice already hang with some of the best teams in the country. And dare I say, they make it, they're making it look effortlessly. Yeah, they really are making it look effortless. I mean, like you said, when you think of a South Carolina or you think of a Baylor or you think of really one of those prestigious programs that have national championships in women's hoops in the NCAA level, uh, Division One level, um, you think about scores like 101 to 39 versus a McNeese or a 102 to 59 versus an Oral Roberts. But don't look now, that's Kansas State, right? So that's, I, I agree with you uh, entirely. If you need to uh, start moving into that kind of rarefied air, clearly you have to win some championships. And that team, this team has not done that. This team has not done that in some time. They haven't won the conference in some time. Um, and they haven't come close to winning a national championship. In fact, um, Kansas State as a women's basketball program has kind of underperformed in the NCAA tournament in general. Um, but this might be the team that gets that particular monkey off their back, right? Because just of the way that they're dismantling people, we haven't seen that in uh, 20 years. I mean, uh, this is this is clearly one of the best 
teams in, in program history. I don't know if I'm prepared to say that it's the best team yet, but if they continue the way that they are, then they're, they're very close to being the best, if not the best team. And I was looking ahead in their, in their schedule, especially their conference schedule, and they get a couple of early kisses. Uh, if you think about this, you get Houston at home on January 3rd, you get Oklahoma at home on January 10th. And then there's really two programs that you need to get by. If you're going to be in conference championship contention, and that's Texas and Baylor. Um, and you get Texas at home on January 13th, number five, Texas. And then um, you only play Baylor once. So to me, that says that that's a must-win game. You have to beat Baylor if you want to be in the conference tournament uh, race. And that's actually on my birthday, on January 22nd, um, number 10, Baylor at Baylor. So um, uh, happy birthday to me, ladies. I'm totally in for an early birthday present. Um, if you just want to commit to crushing those guys down in Baylor, I'm all about that. Um, but I, I think that this is a team that has the potential to be a, uh, a conference champion and potentially make a deep run in the NCAA tournament. And like you said, it starts with the way that you handle your mid-majors opponents. Um, the men's basketball team has struggled with their mid-majors opponents, right? And that's, that's kind of shown. And that's, and that's shown where their holes are in their game. Kansas State doesn't have a whole lot of holes in their game right now on the women's basketball side. And I think the most impressive, and clearly because of just the rankings by itself, when you talk about the program and the program history, right, there are two teams that come to mind. Iowa at Iowa. That's, that was the first big test. You beat Iowa back-to-back. You beat them last year in Bramlage, knock off a top-five team, and you go to Iowa City, you knock off Iowa, top-five team at home in a very hostile environment. It was packed. There were thousands of people there. And then... Just a couple of weeks later, you get number 18, North Carolina. That's not a bad program either. And you beat them by 30 points. <laughs> so, um, or, or not 30 points, by uh, by 15 points-ish. Sorry, I, I, I was looking at the five. I thought it was a four. I need to get my glasses fixed up here. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's impressive. That's a number 18 North Carolina team. And you played them at home. So, Kent State... They need to take advantage of their early home kisses that they get on the schedule. But uh, I think this could be a really exciting time for K-State women's basketball. Oh, no, for sure. This is like, this is a time, well, no time like the present, I really want to say, because this is being obviously cemented by Aoka Lee, who is a, who is a senior. I, I don't know if she would still have a COVID year. Honestly, it's just, everything is so blend together that obviously... I'm just gonna wait until they until the athletes say something if they are or not coming back. Because I have, no as idea. I understand it, she does. As I understand it, she does have an extra year. But whether she chooses to use it or not, I don't know. Right. So, so if she decides to use it, like this year and next year, that's that's the window. That that is the window. Some like I know, like coming across an all American generational talent, it's hard to do. Okay, it's really really hard to do. And when you're trying to be one of the top programs like the ones I just listed earlier, yeah, like it, it takes some history to be able to get to where they are. There's there's no one that can just flip on a dime and just all of a sudden win a national championship. Not in like at least not in women's basketball. They're like they like these are dynasties that are being made, right? And so I mean, if Coach Mitty is able to find him another one, then hell yeah. But <laughs> You can't fully rely on being able because it's it's gonna be real hard trying to find another Yoki, right? So be sure. like this year, and if she decides to come back next year, while you still have literally, you could have everyone returning, obviously except for Gabby Gregory, because I think this is her final final year. 
Like you have everybody returning. So even next year could possibly be even good, but I can't, but I can't even look at that because, you know, everything like things happen, transfers happen, everything happens. Even though I'm just saying it out loud, it's getting me excited just, just in case we don't reach where we need to reach you this year. There, there is always next year, but we need to focus on the present. Got to focus on the present because this is a team that is dismantling mid-majors, has played really, really well against power five opponents and either beaten them or have only lost by, what, seven, I think, to Iowa when they played them in the tournament in Florida. And, like, the second time around, I want to say, like, what, less than two weeks? It might have been just out a week playing playing them again. And they've, they've been able to show everybody, this in the entire country, that they're going to hang with everybody. And honestly, I can't wait for them to hurry up and pack this non-conference up. But it's like, <laughs> I'd like, I want, because I'm getting too comfortable. That's to be like, like I, I'm getting too comfortable because like I know like, all right, how am I like what they what they going to put on tonight? Sort of mean like I understand that nothing's going to be easy. And I also understand that I guess we have a little bit of like a I don't want to call it a cakewalk necessarily, but not the like not the meat of our schedule to start out the conference when you do add, you know, uh, Houston. And uh, I think you said Cincinnati as well. Uh, and um, UCF, yeah, yeah, Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, in that order, right? New programs to to the Big Twelve got that, and I know if you really want to focus, you're going to focus on Oklahoma, Texas, TCU, and Kansas and Baylor, because once after those after those three newbies that you play, it, it's getting serious. It's get it's getting real serious. So they can still bring that offensive energy to be able to take care of business, not only when they play Southern. But also when they play, you know, the new teams of the Big 12, you got to know that offensively they're going to they gonna do what needs to be done. Defensively, it's not going to be a question. Like, I have every faith defensively that they're going to handle what they need to handle. But don't start now with conference play. That's, that's, when, that's when things will get tested. And we'll be right back talking more K-State women's basketball. But, of course, before we get to that, please, please hit up homefieldapparel.com. Get you your shirts, get you your hoodies, get you your hats, whatever you feel like you want to get. Go ahead and hit up Homefield Apparel to go and get it. And also, shout out to Studio Wax. Shout out to my girl, Kylie. You need anything head toe wax? She is the girl to call on Studio Wax. We'll be right back on Run It Back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we back. We obviously talked a whole lot about what K-State women's basketball, but that's what we're still going to do because I said they are the best team in Manhattan right now, and they are the best team in Manhattan right now. You feel me? So we talked about Kobe, just the pure dominance that they're able to to use on these smaller mid-major teams that I don't, they just ain't, they just ain't really got no chance, especially, especially anything after the first quarter, they might as well go home. Understand the first quarter has been a little bit of a struggle for K, like offensively for K State. I know it was a bit of a struggle when they played um, yesterday. It was, I think it was oh, the computer that just died on me, my laptop that just died on me. It was, I want to say, like seven. It was like a two point game at the end of the first quarter. It was like a, it was a low scoring two, like two point game at the end of the first quarter, which has unfortunately been very consistent with K State women's basketball this season. But then second quarter. Yeah, all right. That's when they stopped playing with a food and they had a 30-point second quarter followed by a 30-point third quarter. And it was, of course, you once they once they get rolling, they're not going to stop. That's how, you know, I know there's been offensive struggles, but once they start, it's like it's like every everything follows suit. When you see, when they see the ball go in the holes, two straight possessions, that's it. It takes two straight possessions for them to score and it's not and they're not going to stop. And I understand like Yoki being the catalyst for that, especially in um, yesterday's game. I know early on, just like the offense in general, like I was saying, she was struggling just a bit because, you know, they were triple teaming her. Nothing that she hasn't seen before, obviously. But to be, because like the rest were letting them play. This was a fair, this was a really physical game. Uh, they they were playing last night, right? It was a really physical game. And she even got, she even got like blocked early on. And like in the low block, she got blocked early on and, Yoki's maybe been her shot maybe has been blocked I can probably count like on one hand her her entire (laughs) career of how many times she's been blocked right and they were playing her pretty physical they were triple teaming her down there they had some turnovers early on but and I feel like this is like the toughest someone has played her since she's been back on injury and I'll be honest with you Kobe I think that pissed her the hell off it (laughs) I, I truly think that pissed her the hell off because her energy changed her like her energy, see, like she, like she seemed to like change just ever so slightly in that second quarter. They'd be like, "All right," because she started chasing down rebounds a lot more. Is like obviously, Colby, you mentioned it earlier. She had twenty-one rebounds, fifty-three double, career double doubles. That's a new case day record, and she's gonna add more. And she was, I think, one rebound away from breaking the in-game, uh, not breaking, tying the in-game rebounding record that was held by Peyton List back in twenty twenty-one. She was going after rebounds more in this game than I think she's had this entire season so far. 
I know like the past couple of games, I was looking at it before my laptop died with all the stats on it. You know, she, you know, she had like the before, before last night's game, her highest was, I think, 12 rebounds on the season. Okay. Before, and you know, she was getting obviously double digit points, whatever, easy money, you know, four rebounds, five rebounds here, three rebounds that one night. Nice. She almost had another double double against Mizzou, but she ended up getting nine rebounds, you know, stuff like that. I'm like, all right, that's not the, like the, she hasn't been rebounding like we know that she can be, but you know, she hasn't had to. They've literally been beating people's ass like that. She didn't have to chase after rebounds. <laughs> but something about yesterday, something about the team that they played just really pissed her off because of how physical they were playing her. And she was like, all right, let me sit y'all little asses down and let me get a double double before halftime. You <laughs> know, like, that type of disrespect I was sensing from her, Colby. Yeah, I was kind of sensing that too. I didn't end up catching all of the game. Um, I got parts of it. But um, if that's the way that Aoka Lee is going to start playing when teams start doubling and tripling her, then um, uh, all bets are off because you better believe that when you get to conference play, the teams are going to double and triple her. She's too dynamic of a player. I mean, when you're looking at the statistics, you see she averages 20.9 points per game, 8.4 rebounds per game, um, and 2.1 blocks per game. She shoots 67% from the floor, 68%. Um, that's all pretty, uh, I don't want to say pedestrian, but there are a lot of people that are shooting those kind of numbers. Um, here's where it gets crazy. She only averages 24 and a half minutes per game. So that's that's not the full game. It's just like a quarter and a half, right? Or two, two and a half quarters um, of a game is how long Aoka Lee is playing. So that says a couple of things to me. First of all, Coach Vitti is keeping her fresh. As they understand how important Aoka Lee is, that they need to get her in and out. They need to get her some time on the bench, let her rest, and get her back in the game, get her most quality minutes that they can get consistently without burning her out in the early part of the season when you still got a really tough stretch to go in conference play. That's the first thing. The second thing is, is that she's dominant in small sample sizes. I'm I'm excited to see what she does with even more extended minutes when she gets to conference play. She's dropping 20.9 points per game. Now, granted, they're kind of inferior opponents, but not so much. You got a couple of not inferior opponents on that schedule that Kansas State has wins against. Um, but if you start putting Aoka Lee for the full time or for a large percentage of the full game during conference games, who knows? Who knows? Um, and if that's all it takes to get her motivated to start ripping down 20 rebounds a game, it's a double and triple teamer, then that, that there's a historic season uh, that's already in the making for her with these current numbers. And if that's all it takes, then there's an even more historic season in favor of for Aoka Lee, Kansas State basketball, and NCAA history, too. I mean, like, because like, I get, like, Coach Mitty is trying to make sure, like, yeah, like get her get her minutes right because even like early on this is like an entire year without basketball even like the very first exhibition game i think that was like the first like bit of five on five basketball that she's ever really played right so obviously it's going to take some time and taking time to rest her and especially this is a stretch where i think they have like three games in five days their game uh coming up against southern that'd be their final game within this like five day stretch that is like before they start really getting into the nitty-gritty with conference schedule, so I highly doubt that she's gonna play a whole lot of minutes against Southern as well. But I mean, we like we've been able to see her. Uh, I didn't watch the second game against Iowa because it was on Flow Stream or whatever it would <laughs> whatever dumb stuff that it was on that I was not able to watch. And if I was right. able to watch it, it would have been probably illegally. But either way, still even like a whole like a whole a whole forty minutes, we've seen her do that against 
Iowa the first like the first time in Iowa City. She played. I won't, she didn't play the whole forty minutes, but she played more in that game than she probably had. Oh my goodness! Shut up, Siri. Damn. Anyway, she played more minutes there <laughs> than like essentially in the rep in these other games so far this season. So we know that she can do it, and having to put up these numbers in an averaging what twenty four minutes a game against these inferior opponents that is really going to help her do it. And know that. I don't like. I don't know if she'll be necessarily playing pissed off because I don't think like that's just not how she plays. I don't know. If somebody said or did something on Oral Roberts to make her, you know, put like put that mug on and like be like really put that put that cape on that we've seen so so many times. But this one just felt a little bit darker, right? Like we we've seen her be able to do this, and we've seen her know. And this is not this is obviously not going to be a challenge. And honestly, I completely lost my train of thought because Suri interrupted me. But we know that this is like this is not going to be an issue for her. Her minutes, they're going to get more and they're trying to rest her up and getting this into this conference play. That's just going to be absolutely ridiculous, Colby. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's worth noting that against Oral Roberts, she missed a couple of easy shots, a couple of easy layups, a couple of jumpers that she probably doesn't usually miss. Still went 11 of 17 from the floor. Uh, had a really pedestrian night shooting free throws, two of seven, um, six offensive rebounds, 15 defensive rebounds. Um, and then here's just something that Aoka Lee aside, Aoka Lee's a great player. Aoka Lee is an All-American, a multi-time All-American, all-conference player, MVP, right? Like Aoka Lee is clearly your most valuable player. Um, but let's let's take a look at what the Cats do as a team, right? Against Oral Roberts, Kansas State shot 49.4% from the floor. They shot 34.5% from three. They went 10 of 29. So that's 30 points from three-point land um, by themselves. And Gabby Gregory went three of eight from behind the line. Um, and then free throws. Not great on free throws. 54.5%. They went 12 of 22. Um, but that 49.4%, that speaks offensive volumes to me. Uh, if you're getting anywhere close to 50%, one out of every two times you're shooting the ball, you're making the shot. So that's a great that's a great stat line. On the flip side, you talk about the defense, and and you mentioned some stuff about the defense that I hope you'll expound upon a little bit, um, because I, I I haven't watched women's basketball religiously, but I have kept up with it. Um, usually, women's basketball plays when I have a class, so I'm not able to like keep up with it live. But I I, I sneak CBS in the middle of uh, qualitative research methods, right? And I'm trying to figure out what that is going on. But Oral Roberts. They shot only 28.4% from the floor. They went 19 of 67, um, 25% from three. They only hit four of 16. And then they did go 17 of 22 from the free throw line. So 77%. But Kansas State as a defensive squad and offensively, you can have individual efforts. Defensively, you need the whole team, right? It's There's, there's no I in team on the defensive side of the ball. And Kansas State has just really stuck and stymied opponents uh, opponents that either probably they wouldn't have in previous years or are teams that you probably wouldn't anticipate them to because of the high caliber and the high power that they are. Um, and that speaks volumes to me. I'm probably even more than the offensive fireworks because when it comes into conference play and we've been talking about all the success they've had over the, the non-conference play. And that's great. Cause that's a great thing to hang your hat on. You have a couple of really quality wins, but none of that matters until you, with conference play, right? It helps your NCAA tournament bit, right? But with the conference play, that's what you're going for to get you into the tournament and to win a conference championship. 
And to do that, you've got to play defense. And so if Kansas State can keep up this clip of defense that they have going on, that's going to be really exciting to see how they're able to body some of these really important teams like Texas, like Baylor, like Kansas. Um, I was just looking at the rankings here for the Big 12 uh, a moment ago. And if uh, like TCU, they're 11 and 0, Texas, 11 and 0, Texas Tech, 11 and 0, West Virginia, 11 and 0, Baylor, 9 and 0. Those are all teams that are either in the top 25, in the top 10, or will soon be in the top 25. Kansas State sits right underneath them, 11 and 1. They're only lost coming to Iowa. Okay. <laughs> We're 1 and 1 on the season against them. We'll take it. But those are teams you got to play defense against, right? I mean, you, you just have to. And if you can't, then it's going to be a really long season, but they're proving it right now that they can, in fact, play defense. And that's an area that they struggled in the past. Honestly, the, like the defense is what I know that I have full and complete utter confidence in. Because I think like the highest opponent score total was like 77. And that was against Iowa they, when they played them the second time. And 34 of those 70, like 77 points came from one person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that was just Caitlin Clark because. Like, she's just an absolute demon time, literally, every and against every opponent except for K-State, I don't know what, one out of three times, right? Like, right. that's like, like that's it. That, those are the most points that this team has, has given up all season. Like, do you not, do you know how, like, difficult that is? Like, people, like, people can score. Teams can score. And, like, the highest point total is 77 points when literally almost half of them, if not exactly half of them, came from one person. And that person being like one of the like like one out of the two national players of the year, <laughs> okay? Like yo, like that's that's pretty damn good. That's why them being at twelve, right? Rate that twelve doesn't really sit fully well with my spirit because I think that this is a top ten team. Honestly, you can really argue that they're top seven, okay? And even like even more so if you want to say top five. I like will I say it? Probably not. But if someone else does, I'll be like, you know what? I think you might be onto something. Like, that's how confident I am. And it's been mainly defense. Because I know it hasn't been always where you're that, that confident in their offense. Not saying that they can't do it. Sometimes shots just don't be falling or thing, like, things of that nature. When sometimes, like, you got to rely on Yoki having, like, the highest um, field goal percentage because she is freaking six foot six and nobody's blocking her. All right? And then other times, you just need enough time. You know, shots just aren't falling. It is what it is. But what you know what will be counting in and out every single time is that this K-State defense is going to put the clamps on people. And they're going, and I'm not saying it's going to be effortlessly, but they make it look as much. And we, they've talked about it. I know when I was watching, you know, um, Brian Smola and of course, Missy Heinrich calling the games and everything. Like apparently like defense is still on the forefront of coach Mitty's mind on things like, like that can be improved. I know Missy brings up one, like one V one defense, like the past several games that I've been watching of what K-State needs to do and they need to like work on them playing like one like one v one defense. And like I see like, you know, every time we get like a like a couple players struggle here and there. But I mean sometimes like sometimes you win reps, sometimes you lose reps. You know what I mean? Like that's just like how it is when you're playing somebody one v one. But even then, like since I've noticed or call that out, I'm like, okay, now I'm watching it each game, each game once again these smaller mid majors opponents. But I'm like, nah, they really moving their feet on them. Like they like they like they they really shuffling their feet on this like on this defensive end because they because they used a whole lot of zone like to me last year I called it a two three zone from hell because they are like one of the biggest teams in the country the tallest teams in the country like where your point guard is literally six foot two how many other teams got a six foot two point guard not a whole lot 
And they'll be like, all of them, like, all of them are over six foot. And Gabby Gregory, the shortest one out there sometimes in the starting lineup, she's like, what, 5'11, right? So, like, they like, defensively, the, that 2 3 zone from hell, what I like to call it, they were like, they were shutting teams down with that. And now they went away from that and just straight up started playing man. And that's something that they can still improve on when they're just playing straight up man. And the most points they've given up was 77. And majority of that coming from one person. Now you look at the rest, it'd be like, uh, it's like 65 points here, 56 points here, 38, 39 points over here. You're not scoring on them, bro. You're just not doing it. Well, and I'm glad you said that because uh, uh, while you were talking, I was crunching some of the numbers because ESPN stats didn't didn't say it specifically. But Kansas State on the season has only allowed 52 uh, points per game from opponents um, or just over 52 points per game. So uh, impressive. <laughs> that's I think that speaks to the defense. And you got a couple of really high powered teams. Number two, Iowa. Number 18, North Carolina. Number five, Iowa. You play Iowa twice. 10 days. That's it. In in between your first win and then the second time you play Iowa and you only lose by seven on a neutral court that you could probably say was a home court because of how well the Iowa fans traveled. Um, only seven point loss to number five, Iowa, after you've already beaten them. We'll take it. That's great. That shows improvement for the program. Um, and, you know, I'm glad you brought up the man zone defense because man defense just brings different complexity to the game. Um, in the way that you have to guard people, in the way that it sets up different offenses for you that you have to prepare for. Um, and I, I think you probably force teams to play your game in man defense more than you force them to play your game in zone defense, right? In zone defense, it's more about um, the team effort. How can I help you, right? Um, and it's and it's predicated on like keeping people on the outside, right? Man defense, not necessarily. Uh, Kansas State is okay with letting people on the inside because they know that they're either going to get rejected, <laughs> like underneath the bucket, they're just going to get rejected, or they're going to have to force to kick it back out because they can't get through the trees. That's interesting. That's an interesting philosophy. Um, I mean, I'm very intrigued to see how that works for Kansas State going into conference play. Um, and then you said something earlier about Coach Mitty and his dedication to defense. Coach Mitty's always kind of been a defensive-minded coach, at least in my opinion. Um and it's interesting because two years ago, two, three years ago, he has that contract extension. Everybody's like, yeah, this is going really great because he had a great season, just a couple of games short of uh, something really special. Last year, Aoka Lee goes out, kind of go in the toilet. It's kind of like, oh, was that the right move? Or were we too hasty and getting that contract extension out there? And then he turns around once he gets his star player back. Bam, look where you're at. 11 and 1, number 12. You brought up the rankings. Uh, I think if you put K-State in the top five, I'd be like, I don't know about that one quite yet. Um, they, they have a really couple of quality wins against some really dynamic programs. But um, it's crazy to go from unranked to top five after just a couple of ranked wins, right? There are other teams that have stronger schedules. There are other teams that have better wins uh, or more volume, better wins um, that have a tougher non-conference schedule. So I, I, I don't necessarily think it's a crime that Kansas State's ranked number 12. Um, if they were put inside the top 10, I wouldn't complain about it. I could totally see the logic behind that. They're the top five. I'd be like, that's nice. I don't know if I buy that, but that's nice. Um, if they knock off a couple of teams like Texas, like a West Virginian, Texas Tech, Baylor, they start beating those guys. Um, a win's a win. But if you handily kind of dismantle a couple of those teams, woof, uh, you then yeah, put them in the top five. Cause those are, those are big, those are big time programs with big time teams. So I'm not necessarily concerned about the rankings, um, but to go back to Coach Vinny, 
something that he just does is consistency, right? You, you see consistency in the fundamentals of his team. You see consistency in the way that they play defense. You see consistency in their effort. That's something that a lot of teams don't see these days. And you can say that part of it maybe because of the transfer portal. Why would I give a bunch of effort for a team I've only played for for one year, right? Why am I, why am I going to do that? Um, maybe because you get to spend more time or do whatever. Like there's arguments for and against it, right? But I, I'm, they're college students. At the end of the day, I'm a college student. I got a lot ahead of me. I still totally feel unmotivated to do my classes some days. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, college students have to feel unmotivated to be on the court some days. And you just can't. That's the unfortunate part of the way that basketball goes uh, in in today's day and age or really any sport. But consistency is key. And Coach Mitty has dedicated the program towards moving in a direction consistently. And you can see that in his body of work over the time that he spent at Kansas State. And that consistency is paying off right now here in the 2023-24 season. Oh, it's absolutely paying off. And it's and you can see it not on like obviously, of course, the players that's been here the, for the past, you know, three years. But when you're able to also see that on players that are just like are new to the program, you're able to see that from, you know, Jalissa Sanchez, even though she was here last year, she wasn't able to play due to injury. You're seeing that consistency with Terrence size, an absolutely superstar freshman, not only like on the team, but like nationally as well, considering as you, you know, talk about her assist to turnover ratio, which she leads, by the way. And then also as I know Walker coming off the bench is like you like you see like the consistency. When you know when you have your star player off or when you have your starters off and you bring some players off the bench and you know that there's little to no drop off, boom, there's that more there's that consistency that you're talking about, Kobe. When you could see that bleed into the people, like bleed into the players that was not part of this program in years past. And they're able to do that coming off the bench. That just shows to me that 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 extension that Coach Biddy got was well, well earned. You know, I get it. We're still early in the season. A lot of things can happen. But at this moment right now, it's looking pretty damn good, if I do say so myself. Once again, Terrence Sides coming off the bench. Bro, she had 10 assists. <laughs> like she, like she, she had 10 assists coming off the bench, bro. 10 assists, three points. And I want to say she only, she had like, she ended the night with, I think, four turnovers. But she had nine assists, nine assists before she got her first turnover of the cape. And then those other turnovers that she got, it was dimes that was unfortunately fumbled by like fumbled by the bigs in the post that ended up going out of bounds. Like she was like she was dropping major dimes. She easily could have finished with like 13 assists on the night coming off the bench. But still, it's still that consistency because Darren Sides dropping nine to ten assists. Like you hear that, and like, all right, considering that she's been doing this all season coming off the bench, boom, once again, that consistency that you were what you were talking about, Colby. So it is something that everyone will be keeping an eye on because I have I am not worried about this team. I've I've been worried about my fair share of K State sports and K State teams, but this one, like I'm I'm truly not worried about. It. Even if we you know take a loss somewhere down the road, it's like this is a this is a tough road. But knowing that you know what, this is one of those teams where I do not have to panic about because they've proven to me time and time again that there's nothing to worry about. Yeah, this is a Kansas State team that you win some, you lose some. Um, but I, I don't ever feel like there will be a time during the season where they get blown off the court. I don't think that they will ever embarrass themselves in the way that they play. Um, and in some, and in previous years, we've seen them like embarrass themselves in games that they should have never lost. And it's like, well, well what's that? You know, <laughs> like you, you just beat Iowa and then you turn around and lose to, you know, Iowa State, who's five and eight. You're like, what is happening right now? Um, and there's that inconsistency, right? 
Um, but no, I, I, I'm right there with you. I think this is a special team. I think this is a team with the potential to win the conference. I think it's a team with the potential to have a, a nice deep run in the NCAA tournament. Um, Coach Tang talks about all the time. If you want to go big in the tournament, you have to be your one or two seed. Kent State's setting themselves up real nice right now to be a two seed. Um, if they keep winning, shoot, they keep winning, there might be a one seed. You never know. Um, basketball is weird. Sports are weird. There's a lot of season left to be played. But if you put them in the tournament right now, I think there's a strong argument for Kent State to be a two seed. Um, that could really make some noise in the NCAA tournament. So exciting, exciting stuff for Kansas State. And uh, with the men's basketball team kind of underperforming right now, uh, Manhattan needs to be jumping because there's a lot of really quality basketball still being played in the Little Apple, and it happens to be with the women's basketball team. So go support them. You know, why not? Uh, if you can't make the men's basketball game, go to the women's basketball game. They're playing really great basketball too. So just go do that. <laughs> just then, you, you see them play how they're playing right now. Imagine them with every single butt in seats at Bramlage Coliseum being as loud as they possibly can. You that you add that with the blood-curdling defense that K-State women's basketball played and add the crowd behind them. Man, I'm sorry. You might like you might as well lock in that number one seed. <laughs> all all, all I'll say huh, all I'll say is that you don't see Iowa City empty for their women's basketball team. Mm-hmm. Iowa Iowa was jumping. You don't see uh, Chapel Hill empty for their women's basketball team. North Carolina's jumping. So Kansas State, they got that number 12 in front of them. They've earned it. But uh, let's let's get let's get Bramlin's shield for them as well. Absolutely. Well, y'all, that has been it for Running Back. Thank you for sticking with us, talking K-State women's basketball. We got more for them and more from them in the later episodes. But until then, appreciate it. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.